Hey everybody, Pooch here. And if you're listening to this, it means you have found us in one of a few different places, either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, or our podcast host, SoundCloud. So thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, I just wanted to let you know that you're about to listen to a very special episode of the After Work Drinks podcast. It's gonna be the second installment in our tasting and talking series. And if you're not familiar, essentially that is when myself and one or more people sit down and we talk about topics in the industry that either are happening right now or are possibly more broad and longer ranging. And while we discuss such things, uh, of course, we need to wet our whistle. So there's the tasting part. Uh, while we talk, we taste some beers that we have on hand and uh, interspersed throughout our conversation uh, where we choose in our natural flow. We just kind of give our input. Uh, so in this episode specifically, we'll be sampling offerings from Energy City, Phase 3, Pipeworks, and we're even going to dabble with those arrogant bastards behind the Metallica beer, Enter Night Pilsner. And that leads perfectly into what our three discussion topics will be. We will talk about the growing trend that is hazy IPAs, milkshake IPAs, and pastry stouts. Are they just a passing fad, or are they all here to stay? We will discuss. Also, we'll talk about beer while traveling. You're on a trip, you find out there's a brewery nearby, no-brainer, right? You gotta stop. You're off the reservation, you are away from home base, and you wanna try new things We'll talk about a few of our recent stops on the map. And finally, beer fests. You've got your big guys bringing in tons of breweries from all over the place. You've got your individual brewery events. Which one holds the most value? Which one do you prefer? Obviously, big fests are the best way to get a ton of beers from a ton of breweries from all over the place, all in one centralized location. They come to you so you don't have to spend time energy, and money getting to all of them on an individual basis. However, do you get enough bang for your buck at all of them? Are they all created equal, or is it sometimes a little too steep considering the time restraints and other restrictions placed upon you in this scenario? On the other hand, you have the individual brewery events, which feature many beers from only one brewery, maybe a few guest taps, but ultimately with these, you are not locked in to a strict time limit a strict time of day that you have to be there, and a blanket price for the whole package that you have to run around trying to justify with every passing second. It's usually free to walk in. You can take your time and go as fast, as slow as you want, have as many or as few products as you'd like to sample, and overall it's just a little bit more casual and carefree and less stressful for everyone. So which is it? More is less? Less is more? We're gonna take a deep dive and really, really peel back the layers on that one. And that's what you can expect on this episode. I'm going to stop rambling and we're going to jump right into the heart of the matter right now. This is the second installment of Tasting and Talking, a special series brought to you by the After Work Drinks podcast. When the circus works out, man, it's time to drink. You know all I need is some After Work Drinks. This is how we do. Welcome to the After Work Drinks Podcast. Here are your hosts. Hey, what's up, everybody? Pooch here, After Work Drinks Podcast. And, of course, I, I said that uh, we had this new thing back in around May, and it was going to be called the Tasting and Talking Series. 
and uh, it's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, instead of doing our normal format episode, uh, we get somebody in that is a beer lover, uh, maybe someone that works in the industry, someone with some experience, and uh, we just kind of sit down and uh, we taste some beers while talking about what we think about those beers and also just talking about some topical things uh whether it is like in a broad spectrum or maybe it's something that's more prevalent like right now there's like some recency like a, a hot topic going on currently uh if you hear airplane noises going over right now that's because we're you know dog days of summer we're recording this one outside we are out in the yard uh we've got some garage cover in case it rains it is looking a little dark right now this afternoon slash early evening so uh you know we got our bases covered here and uh we're just gonna do some nice uh some nice day into evening drinking and we're gonna talk about it uh so this will be tasting and talking episode number two and of course, if we're going to do that, I have to have somebody to talk to. And uh, please, this man, needs, this man needs some theme music, so let's, let's hit that intro. It appears we have a guest. Somebody get that! Who is it? A guy walks into a, a bar. Guy into a, a guy walks into a bar a guy walks into a bar a, a guy, guy walks, walks into a bar. bar all right a guy has just walked into our bar but it's a figurative bar as i said we're in the freaking yard slash garage area here uh it's it's not quite a bar but you know what we've got a pop table here we've got some chairs and there is some cans and a bottle in front of us with some taster glasses so that's about as good of a homemade outdoor bar as I could have mustered for us. We're here with my guy, Louis V. V because there's people after him. The government's after him. The uh, the guy who he owes a beer tab to at his local watering holes after him. So we don't want to drop that last name. He's Louis V for Vendetta. <laughs> for Vendetta. Yes, he's yes. got a he's got a vendetta out on somebody. <laughs> Hey, how's it going, man? Thank uh, you for having me. Yeah, dude. Uh, I, I've obviously I've been looking forward to doing this for a a long time. Uh, we used to work together years ago, uh, which is how we first knew each other. And then obviously through the uh, wonders of social media, I think we've both, uh, not that we haven't done some drinking together, but back then it was more like the domestic days. Uh, I think in recent years we've seen that uh, we each like to drink a lot of craft. So I, I figured yes. why not have you on? Definitely been drinking craft for a very long time. Cheaper bar type, you know, you're... <laughs> Getting, getting more bang for your buck yeah, for yeah, sure. I mean, like I, I, I get it. You know, there's like the the allure to like Schlitz and Hams and and Miller and Bud for like maybe for like you know drinking games, beer pong and stuff like that. But the craft, you're getting usually the more alcohol by volume, uh, and and it's just better tasting. And and how can yes. anyone refute that? Definitely fuller body. So I I have to say. Uh, I, I think uh, it would be remiss if I didn't ask you for a, a little history. I don't want to just kind of in a cursory way, uh, you know, just dance over. Oh, yeah. Hey, we both drink craft beer. Obviously, at some point, you know, my short story is just, you know, when you started to go to like the bar and the liquor store and you saw like the, the big dogs, you know, the, the more mainstream yeah. nationally distributed craft breweries. That's kind of like how you dip your toe in the water. And then as I got older, I started to learn like, hey, uh, this is Chicago, and there's like really awesome breweries, microbreweries, tiny spots, big spots. You know, some of them sell cans and bottles, some 
them they only got draft some of them distribute to the local binnies and liquor stores in your neighborhood some don't and uh, as I started to learn that uh, I'm still in the process at, at age 35 uh, going through my 20s and where I'm at now still a ton of places in Chicagoland and, and the suburbs that I have not personally been to uh, there's always something new on the shelf there's always new release parties and it's just uh overwhelming but in a fun way it's, yeah, just, it's just like never running out of good shit to drink pretty much true true so tell me uh, what, like what's your story growing up uh you know you don't have to get all specific with like age but just maybe like up <laughs> through your 20s and and to where you're where you're at like how how did you progress from like what you started drinking to what you drink today well it all started you know like you said we used to go to you know little little binge drinking back in the day the good old bby days um but we used to just go over there and uh just one day i just looked at the menu and it was just like a bottle of beer for like 15 bucks and i was like what what the fuck <laughs> that should be like a, a case or two right yeah i was like what the <laughs> fuck is this um let me try it you know and it was uh lagunitas hop stupid it was probably about eight nine years ago and never looked back since then yeah it, it was just a palate wrecker but in a good way you know that Lagunitas hop stupid and it's just opened up a whole world to me in terms of like looking for breweries and all around the city and stuff like that so yeah I think like if, if I named two or three uh, you know off the top that were probably there early for me it was Lagunitas Revolution yeah. and Goose Island I mean uh, those are ones that are, you know, widely available. Like oh, yeah. even when you go to like your your corner of the street neighborhood bar and everything's domestic, there's always like that one, whether it's like Lagunitas IPA, yeah. uh, you know, maybe it was like 312 or, or Green Line or, you know, whatever it, it was. There's always like that one or two on the end of the tap uh, that, you know, was a little bit better than Budweiser. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Just, just a smidge. It was the same thing, yeah, yeah. When uh, Revolution opened up in the uh, up there by uh, the north side, same thing. I was, I was there when they first opened up and stuff. Like that neighborhood is a little shady over there. I was like, <laughs> I, was like I don't want to leave my car out here, but I want to check out this brewery. And yeah, it was actually really good. That's, uh, that's another one of the first ones that I drank was uh, Revolution. But. Nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, happy I dipped my toe in because I've always been like a, a curious person, and I yeah. always, you know, I'm the one who's like at a restaurant. And I want to try that food item I never tried before because, I don't know, maybe I like it. Like, either I've heard of this and, you know, it's good or, or I haven't heard of this and it's blowing my mind. So let's give it a whirl. And then that translated for me as a younger, you know, like uh, early adulthood with food. Uh, it translated to the same thing with, with yeah. beer. It was like, hey, uh, this is a style of beer I, I, I've never fucked with before. Like, what's this all about? And then it was like, oh, hey, okay, I know that brewery, but th I have not had this beer from them. Like, have I just been missing out? Am I, like, living under a rock? Is this new? And then it sort of started to learn about, like, how, you know, you go online, you follow these places on social media, you, you go to your, you know, liquor store, and you kind of, like, find out, like, oh, hey, yeah, there's these staples, the mm -hmm. flagship beers from these guys but then they also have stuff that's like seasonal or like hey the release date is this friday we're gonna have it on tap and we're gonna have limited cans or bottles or whatever the and worst. you better get your ass here and get in line because after yeah. that it's done gone till next year brother yeah yeah it's like it's like collecting beers nowadays you 
call in and see, hey, what's the can count? You know, like, let me know. Do I have to be there at six in the morning, four in the morning? It's kind of like preying on like yeah. our younger selves because it's like maybe not me personally uh, with, with the Pokemon, but, you know, like kids went through a stage where it's like, got to collect them all, yeah, man. Got to yeah. have them all. And then you had like your baseball card collection yeah. and, and, and pogs were a thing. And then like, I don't know if we did it when we were kids, but I know now as an adult, I go, you know, retro gaming and I got to try to go <laughs> get the ones that I foolishly, you know, I parted with them uh, when I had them in their, their initial run as a, as a kid growing up. And now it's like, fuck, why did I ever do that? So you try hunting down these games you used to love to play or these rare ones that are worth a lot of money and and beer kind of is just an extension of that now it's like the adult version of collecting video games and whatever other bullshit you you do bobbleheads uh i was i was gonna uh, under kid shit i was gonna say uh funko pops but fuck i still do that so that's not kid shit (laughs) same here there's one for every tv show and movie out there like shit you wouldn't believe has one they have one so beer is just you know in that that wheelhouse but um We've got some topics that we're going to discuss, but before we get into the topical conversation, uh, I, I got to hit one more theme song on you, because while we're talking, we're going to be tasting. Uh, that's why it is called Tasting and Talking Series, my friends. So uh, we have some bottles and cans here, and uh, we're going to announce exactly what goodness we have right after this. Pints up. Cheers. Oh, my God. It's so good. It's amazing. Or pints down. This is terrible. Did I do something wrong? Are you mad at me? All right, so uh, basically you hear it there in the intro. It's called pints up, pints down. Uh, I do like to throw, you know, if if I kind of got an idea of of where I'd go on an untapped score, I I sometimes will throw that out on this segment. But overall, it's just kind of thumbs up, thumbs down equivalent. Pints up. Or pints down. Do we like this beer? Is it is it something that we can mess with? This will be your first time doing this with me. It's uh, it's not very hard. You drink beer, yeah. yes? Then you can play this game at I can, home. I can do it. I can do it. You can do it. And uh, before we crack open this first beer, uh, I do want to do a, a quick plug. Uh, I had mentioned on social media and also on our last episode that you're going to start to see some quickie pints up, pints down videos that we're going to do on social media. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Maybe we'll throw them on Snapchat too. I don't know. But... We have one so far. It was for the Stranger Things beer. Uh, an IPA that was named after Hopper, which clever hops, hops. you know, get it? <laughs> an IPA named after Hopper. You, you gotta love good old Chief Hopper IPA. So uh, if you scroll back in our social media timeline, you'll find a little little ditty we did on that explaining how those segments were coming. Uh, so this is me saying that by the time you hear this episode and, and this podcast is published, uh, you should have a couple of those videos up. I've got a bunch in the can editing some more and you will see those. So quick plug, if you like what you're about to hear in the longer extended version of Pints of Pints Down that you've come to know and love on the podcast, uh, we're going to have 60 second or less quickie reviews. Uh, Maybe I give a, a sniff and a tug on that beer, oh. and I uh, just quick tell you, you oh, know, okay. <laughs> quick tell you what the heck, uh, what the heck I think about it as, as fast as humanly possible. Maybe throw in some humor if I got some time. Hey, we'll see what we do there. Maybe I'll throw in some uh, old school Batman and Robin like whammo blammo sound effect mm. and graphics too. You know, I don't know. We'll see. So uh, make sure you stay tuned for that. Uh, hopefully those should be up by the time you're listening to this. So again, social media, you could find us at AWD Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. 
Facebook, at AWDPod on Twitter, and screen name After Work Drinks on Snapchat, capital A on the after, capital W on the work, capital D on the drinks, and that is all one word, no spaces, After Work Drinks. So uh, let's get into it. We're going to crack open our first beer, which just happens to be from Energy City. Now, last month we had their Neapolitan stout. Uh, we're staying with their batisserie. Is that how you would say that? Batis- batisserie. That's, that's how I pronounce it. Batisserie? Batisserie? Exactly. So I read the story on, on this series, uh, and I guess it's a play... Uh, off of patisserie with a P, mm. uh, which was like some Euro, you know, like chocolate sweets, you know, in the vein of like a bakery, like a Fannie Mae kind of fucking there place in are. Europe. You know, Fannie Mae fucking Europe is what we'll call it. But obviously this starts with a B because it's a play on the word beer. So boom. Energy City Brewing Batisserie Series. This is their double marshmallow s'mores stout. A malt beverage brewed with natural flavors, including graham crackers, cocoa, marshmallows, lactose, and vanilla. Because you always got to have that lactose, baby, yeah, or, it's, yeah. or it's not it's not part of the fad without it. <laughs> uh, so it says that their patisserie beers are brewed with the flavors and inspiration from patisseries the world over. So, okay, we're going to say worldly Fannie Mae. Uh, and... Further descriptor on the side of the packaging here. This s'mores-themed flavored beer is full-bodied with a silky mouthfeel and layered with notes of milk chocolate, graham cracker, and roasted marshmallow. Mm. You got to pronounce it emphatic. The mallows. So let's crack it open on Mike. And uh, got some taster glasses here. Let me try not to pour this on my expensive equipment, right? Using my taster glass from... uh, Broken Bat Brewing in Milwaukee. I was just there recently, and it was glorious. And then, uh, as you just said, man, Lagunitas broke you in back in the day, right? Yeah. And you've got a Lagunitas-sponsored tasting glass from uh, a fest, ballpark brewing fest thing. So got a little baseball theme going on with our tasting glasses. So... First thing I'm noticing on this, some pretty good head retention. It's it uh, the, head, the head sitting high there. Yes, it is. Uh, let's give it a smell. I can smell it from far away. I don't even have to get close to my nose. You can smell that lactose. Mmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely get a little little graham cracker action yeah. in there. Very. Smell sweet. like this, like a sweet chocolate for for sure. It's uh, tickling the nostrils. The nose hairs are feeling that one. Uh, so let me let me dive in for my first sip and see what we think here. That's pretty fucking good. First take on it, I'm, I'm, I'm liking it. Yeah, full mouth feel on it. Yeah, you get that uh, a lot of marshmallow actually, which usually you don't in a lot of s'more beers. That's actually really, really good. Maybe this sounds like silly to some people, but I, I don't think so. So I, I fucks with the coffee, <laughs> and uh, you know I got the Keurig machine going, and right now I actually have uh, some K cups that are like a marshmallow chocolate beer, and Kind of like I don't know if you would say like a like a, a like a creamy taste, but yeah. like that distinctive like if you're smacking around a marshmallow in your mouth, I don't want to say a, like marshmallow aftertaste because I, I think aftertaste sometimes has like a negative connotation, but that distinct marshmallow taste when you're eating a real marshmallow. Uh, my current chocolate marshmallow coffees that I'm I'm popping every morning kind of taste this way, so it's like the yeah, beer equivalent of that. This and is crazy. 
I, I like it too because one thing I, I've said on some beers that I don't uh, – particularly enjoy when it comes to pastry stouts are the ones that are just so freaking sweet that it's just like it's not drinkable like it might be delicious as a, just a sweet mm-hmm. liquid that i have like you know a couple sips of but if i can't get through the beer i mean like why why am i spending my money on it and and that could be personal preference but i do think that uh some places do the pastry uh, stout better than others some it's like woof that is too heavy on the sweet so uh this is going to bring us into our first talking point and that is that for a little while now, uh, there have been some some trendy beers. Uh, some people say they're fad. Some people think they're here to stay. But right now, there's a lot of people that uh, are either raving about or kind of, I don't want to say talking crap about, hating. but but maybe <laughs> slightly hating on uh, the fact that the industry has gone this way. Um, straying from the traditional, uh, you know, beer styles that we've all come to know and love, and suddenly now there's these things called hazies and milkshakes and pastry stouts. So you've got your hazy IPAs, mm. your milkshake IPAs, and what we're having right here, a, a pastry stout that tastes like basically dessert food, marshmallows and chocolate and graham crackers, um, brewed with lactose, of course. So uh, lactose. <laughs> there's a second part to this question, uh, that we'll get to in a minute because I do want to talk about how it's affecting other styles of beers, like is, their, their yeah. prominence in being available in you know your your markets, um, and we'll get to that in just a second. But first, let's just give our thoughts on this. Um, obviously, you drink a lot of IPAs. I know you're an IPA guy. I am. So the hoppier, the better. And what that pretty much answers the question before it comes out of my mouth is, uh, are you more a fan of the traditional IPA, which tends to be anywhere from hoppy to hoppy as fuck, uh, mm. to now you have these hazies and milkshakes. Are you finding any enjoyment of them, or do you think they're absolute garbage? No, I've, you know, I enjoy all types of beers. I always uh, come in with an open mind. But, of course, you got to go back to, you know, your roots and stuff. You know, I like my... IPAs that smell like hot garbage and taste like they're gonna just gonna wreck your palate. But <laughs> I love it. I love it. But you know what? I'm open to most of these guys here. There's a lot of them that are like overly sweet. Right. You got a lot of hazies that taste like orange juice and you know, they, they they're using pectin and you know, all that crazy stuff just to get the haze on it, but it it, it does affect the flavor at times. Yeah. Um so I'm with you. I was really, I've said it 3,000 times on this podcast. I'll say it again, like, as I kind of told my quickie story about, um, you know, coming up into discovering, like, the more broadly available craft beer to then pigeonholing it to, like, oh, man, there's, like, a lot of these, like, nano and micro breweries that, you know, they're not putting out a ton, but if you live near them or you can visit one when you're out of town, like, man, there's some really good shit from places that, as far as having, like, the marketing power in dollars, um, on the map, they might be non-existent other than the, you know, community around them. Yeah, local. Like, some of the places that you and I think are fucking incredible in Chicagoland, you could probably go, like, six states over, and they'll look at you like, what the fuck is that? Are yeah, you, what is that? That's some bullshit. I never heard of that. That can't be that good, because I've never heard of it. Is that a porno? <laughs> like, no, no. <laughs> no, that's a, a weird name for a beer. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so, like, coming up into it, I was on like an IPA kick. Cause that's a lot of what was available er, time, early yeah. on at the time. Yeah. yeah. 
And then because of that, I was like, well, everything I'm trying is very IPA and double IPA. And I just kind of got like hopped the fuck out for a while. Yeah. And that's what got me to start trying other things. It was like, oh, okay. Um, you know, okay, like lagers and pilsners. Well, you know, when I was young, I was kind of like, oh, well, that's, you know, what your like Millers and your Buds and your cores and stuff are. And like, oh, that's shit. But then nope. you kind of realize like, oh, wait, there's people that are doing that beer tastier and better. And it's yes. still craft. Like yes. the, my young mind, uh, you know, just barely legal to drink kind of like just as associated like that as bad because all I had had at that point was very low flavor, yeah. low alcohol content versions of them. But you can get some really awesome craft, clean drinking uh, beers like that. So I went away from IPAs for a while and had to get the hops out of my system. I, I discovered <laughs> sours. I like sours, sours a lot. Uh, you know, some of those, almost the same thing with pastry uh, being too sweet. There's some sours that make me pucker too much to enjoy, but there's some I really, really freaking love. Uh, I discovered coffee beer and that might be a little bit in the vein of sweet at times, but it depends yeah. because you have your ones that are not barrel aged and not super duper sweet. You have your, your ones that are just like a normal coffee stout and the brew taste comes through more and not so much heavy sweetness. So basically I, I took a break from IPAs. I came back around and now I'll, I'll have the occasional IPA here and there, but I, I did like when I started to see people talk about like, well, the West Coast IPAs, and that's a little bit more like flavorful and fruity. Juicy. Yeah, the juicy IPA. <laughs> so juicy. I was like, hey man, maybe I like my beers like I like my booties. Juicy. Mm. You know, I don't know. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I started drinking those, and, and I was like, okay, okay. But then it got to, to where we are now, where you've got, you know, these hazies where the the, the clarity is is they're, they're hazing it up they're it's in the name you're hazing it up and then you got these milkshake ones and i'm like okay so what, what's what's up with the milkshake ipa like kind of implied like maybe a little bit thicker in the consistency yeah. um i don't want to disparage them i don't want to bow down uh, bow down at the altar to them i i would just say i'm, I'm a case-by-case basis like you yeah. said i come to the table with an open mind and you're always, you know, able to win me over. I've had things where we've done tastings on this show uh, with friends, uh, other friends of ours. Man, it's just the the friend circus as, as guest yeah. co-hosts on this show. Uh, obviously, you know Danny and Pico. They've been on the show a couple times, and uh, there was stuff that they straight up were like, "Blah, fuck sours," or like, "Blah, like fuck, fuck this sweet thing," and like they tasted. Like, oh, okay, exception to the rule. So there's always that exception of the rule. I always come to the table thinking that, and I will not completely write off a hazy or a milkshake. Um, it's just case-by-case case basis. I don't know if that, I can make a ruling on the style as a whole. Uh, some people are doing it really well. Some people are chasing the trend, and they're not doing a good job of it. They're just doing it uh, not because they're, they're great at it or that they've mastered it, just because they feel like they got to get on the boat. Everybody's and, doing and it, and they're going to get left behind. Yeah, and it's selling. But yeah, no, like you said, it, it is, I do think it is a little bit trendy because if you go to a lot of breweries, you see uh, their menu heavy in terms of like these pastries and these, um, the breakfast stouts and all that stuff. It's just like all the whole menu heavy. I like when I go to a brewery and they run the whole gamut, like yeah. they have everything on tap. They've got like traditional IPA, they got a Pilsner, they got a lager. They got a sour. You want to throw in like some Oktoberfest, a Marzen. Like, I just want you to give me as many options, especially if I'm bringing a friend who's not yeah. as into craft beer as me. I want as many options as possible. So hopefully if you have somewhere between like 10 and 20 taps on, 
there's at least one that my friend over here is going to taste and enjoy and stay and not be the nagging person out of our group of five that's not having this a good time. <laughs> Come on, guys. Can't we go somewhere else? Like, you know, and that's and drinking gasoline. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, like I, I like variety. And, and as you touched on, there are too many places. It's one thing to chase the trend and have a hazy milkshake IPA on your menu. Yep. There's another thing when you've got like, 10 things on tap and eight of them are, are the trend i'm like yeah. bro where's my variety oh, i hate that shit that's the worst I hate it and then there's these what we're tasting right now like this this pastry stout um energy city uh they've got this series of pastries and they also you know they do other styles of beer you see their ipas and stuff on the shelf so it's not as if they are selling out to be just this but they have this series and uh so far I have tried their Neapolitan, and I have tried this one, and I will say right now, for the purposes of this segment, um, pints up, pints down, I'm going to give it a pints up. I think there's definitely sweetness, but it's not to the point of, like, disgusting me or making it hard to get down. Um, I do have, like, on the tail end, a little bit of that, like, bubbly carbonation that you're, yeah. you're used to from a beer. It reminds me that it's a beer. Uh, I've had some, some stuff that unfortunately is so sweet it's like chugging straight maple syrup and it's like it's fine for a mate i like a maple beer maple's great but give me a little bit of that yeah. back end that still tastes like a fucking beer otherwise it's like i, I feel like i got the aunt jemima or the log cabin and i'm just fucking mainlining it you know yeah, right like you used to see kids like the hershey in one hand and Sucking the it down. vanilla milk in the other like pouring it into their mouth to get the mixture that that's what it feels like sometimes with these things so is this is this drinkable? Is is this more than drinkable? Is it quite enjoyable for you? Do you give it a, a pints up or a pints down? I'm gonna go with pints up. I do like the mouthfeel on it. You know, the sweetness isn't overpowering, but I'd probably only be able to drink one of these. Yeah, for sure. But no, definitely. I, I it, the way it finishes and starts is actually really tasty. I think if I'm being honest, there's not many. Even my the favorite. Of all my favorites, I don't think there's many pastry ones I've had that I feel like I can do more than one. It's like if you get the two-pack or a four-pack, whatever it comes in, I I feel like it's kind of like a a sip-and-enjoy beer. It's not a a beer pong beer. It's not a chug at the barbecue beer. Like You want your lighter fare for that so you can keep going and last all day. Um, This, from both usually an alcohol content point of view... Stupid high. Usually pretty high, and then also just very rich so this guy's a 10 percenter mm. and that's not horrifically high but it's it's high it's high double digits <laughs> high um uh, the, these are uh you drink four or five of these and you're blackout drunk kinda, yeah you know so i mean i don't i don't see myself with even my favorite ones like trying to do more than one so in a, a strictly like let's just taste this thing uh, I give it a pints up, and let me let me go in here. I've refilled us. I, I kind of I want to try to give an untapped score here. I'm pretty favorable, so let me let me try to see what uh, what I think going back in. Yeah, I like this a lot. Um, I'm going between like a a 4.25 and a 4.5, and uh, I'm actually going to be doing, as I mentioned earlier, uh, you know, these video quickie reviews of pints up, pints down. Obviously, today's festivities will help me uh, formulate my uh, concise opinion in there 60 seconds or less. <laughs> but 
Uh, I'm glad I've had this moment to, you know, sniff a few times and, um, you know, get just going on more so than I can on, on those segments. So uh, I, I'm between a 425 and a 45. Uh, by the time you hear this, I'm sure that the video will be out or coming out soon for when I do the video review on this. And uh, you'll hear what I settled on. But obviously, I'm above four. It's just uh, how high above four I'm going to go. Uh, do, you, do you fuck with Untapped on your oh, phone? Man, I have not been on Untapped in like three years. It's definitely like a. I gotta jump back on it. It's definitely like a useful tool. I don't care so much for the social media aspect. Like, I guess I'll toast a friend's thing if I see that they, you know, drank something that's interesting to me that I'd like to try or something that I have tried and I agree with their assessment. Yeah. But I'm not so crazy about it for the social media aspect. I don't give a flying fuck about the badges. It's really just a, like a tracker for me because yeah. you forget over the years what you've had. Did, and did it, I it, like this two years ago? Right. Like <laughs> it, it, it rings a bell, and it could be for so many reasons. Did I have it? Have I just heard of it? Have I seen it on a menu, but I haven't tried it? And then the app helps you know, oh, I did try it. Oh, okay. Like that is what I thought of it, and you know, palettes change. There yeah. was stuff that I've had where I was like, "Man, I'd probably drop a quarter point to a half a point." Now having it again, like a year or two later, and I don't know if that's like this year's batch versus last year's. If that's my changing palette, if that's just my mood. Yeah. Sometimes you're in the mood for a style of beer one day, and and other times you're not. So maybe you're more susceptible to you know a favorable review when you're really jonesing for a sweet tooth. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe sometimes I want a fruity beer. Maybe I want something really light that I could like smash ten of at the barbecue. It's just, it's a beer subjective, man. It's it's hard, and I can be whimsical, uh, you know, day to day on on my thoughts. But this one gets high marks for me. Um, talking about the whole trend thing, it's been going on for a while. Uh, I think we've both been alive enough to see some cycles of what's hot in beer. Mm -hmm. um, when yeah, we say sure. it's a fad, you know, there's fads with what was cool growing up as kids. Fads sometimes last weeks, months, years. Where do you see this fad going? How much longer do you think these beers are going to be so prevalent? You know what? I think they'll be around for a bit, you know, because uh, they're just trying to get more people into the craft brewery scene. You know, a lot of people can't handle like the harsh flavors. You know, the people's palates aren't as developed as, you know, long time, long life beer drinkers, you know. So that's what it is that I'm seeing, especially with like the hazies and these guys. It's like, oh, this tastes like juice. And I'm like, exactly. It tastes like juice. Any <laughs> any gateway to get people yeah, in too. that's like what they're doing. I mean, I, I tell people the story I, off uh, off air, off mic, before we started rolling. I, I told you, like, my girlfriend never really drank craft beer. And I got her into it simply because I knew she liked coffee. And I was like, hey, try yeah. this Pollyanna coffee beer. And she liked it. Same, and then same thing with mine. Little by little, what, what would happen was we, we'd get the flight. <laughs> get we'd the get, hooks in them. We'd get, <laughs> we'd get the flight. And it would just kind of be, like, a way for her to taste and, like, sort of, like, discover what you know, was favorable to her palate and what wasn't. Yeah. And me, the bigger beer drinker, would finish any part of her tasters ah. that she didn't, you know. It's two categories. Either she likes it and she could finish it, or she likes it, but kind of how we just said, sometimes it could be too much, like yeah. with these sweet beers. So sometimes she's like, oh, I like that flavor, but no, nah, you know, a taster's enough. Or sometimes she's like, half a taster. Here, you have the rest. I can't even do that. Um, those are the two categories of things she likes. And yeah. then there's, of course, like, ugh, get this away from me. That one's all you. So, you know, started with coffee for her, and then we learned she likes a lot of the fruit ales, and she's not big into hops, but you could fool her with these milkshake yeah, and yeah. uh and juicy and, and hazy IPAs, yeah. if, you, if you're if you fruit forward enough with your trendy IPA styles, you might hook my girlfriend. Yeah. 
And you might hook me. Like I said, I'm not I'm not lying. If it's done well, I'll be the first to admit it. Um, but part two of, of this topic before we move on is do you think, because we just said, like they're selling, obviously. Yeah, they're selling. doesn't matter. Again, beer is subjective, so you could love it. You can hate it. It doesn't matter. And we have no right to talk shit at you because there's stuff we love and stuff we hate. And it's just it's all personal preference with, with anything, any kind of beverage or food. You like what you like, and it's nobody's business otherwise. But uh, from a business sense, you'd say they're selling right now. So, of course, they're not going to go away. No. Uh, but what we would hope to see is that people don't sell out their brewery to be yeah. a complete menu of these trendy styles. Please show some variety. Which is what you're seeing a lot. And now, unfortunately, comes to the second part of my question. How bad do you think more traditional, oldest time beer styles are suffering because of these trendy beers as far as like being brewed at all at certain breweries or if they are being brewed their percentage of the menu that they occupy because yeah. uh less and less am i seeing like a good clean like pilsner or lager at places mm. and and i'll preface that with saying mad fucking props to sound growler brewing in tinley because they uh, they are good fellows if you're looking for those types of beers. I had them on the show for last month. Uh, cheap plug is that they kind of likened their style to when other people are playing electric guitar. And electric guitar is fucking awesome. We like electric guitar, but we like to strip acoustic. it down. Yeah, we <laughs> like to strip it down and play acoustic and get to the heart of the matter and just get those oldest time styles, good, clean light drinkable beers and we like to perfect them and also yes. it's kind of like a, a dual wielded sword there is you do a couple things by doing that um you have your old school beer drinkers that are looking for it and they're like what the fuck like these kids that are just becoming drinking age right now mm -hmm. they expect the pastry they expect the hazy they expect the milkshake because they fucking got their new id when they turned 21 and this was a thing so they don't know like to them this is normal to yeah. us we're like this came out of the blue one day yeah. and then it caught on so i think when you make a good lager and a pilsner you're one appeasing an older generation that's like that's what they had when they were coming up uh, and two, you're helping people stay in your brewery longer because if you have a menu full of high percentage IPAs and stouts, I'm going to be on my ass after two or three of those guys. Whereas if you're giving me a four, five, maybe 6% thing and it's just a good, clean representation of the style, yep. I'll drink lagers and pilsners, especially in this summer heat. I'll drink that all, all day. day. So... <laughs> Give me your thoughts. You you go to a lot of breweries. I, how often do you see pilsners and lagers compared to these trends? Very rare that you see those pilsners and lagers. But usually, if they are on the menu, I always order them just to you know. I like to gauge a brewery by uh, see how they perfected their lager, or their pilsner, because you know they they've been around forever. Right. You know, and if you're able to perfect that, then you know I have high hopes for all the other beers that you're doing. It's like when I go to an Italian restaurant. I either get the chicken or the veal parmesan. You got to do a good parmesan hey. for me before I order anything else or I won't be back. Yeah. You give me a good lager or pilsner, you'll Boom. be seeing me again. I'll be back. Boom. All right. So just about finishing my last tug on this, and uh, we're going to move into another trendy beer, but the, the topic is going to move on while we do that. Uh, I want to talk to you about some travels, because we travel. Yeah, we do. And, uh, you know... Our travels may not be based solely on getting beer in other cities, but 
if it happens that we can pull double duty and do whatever we're there for on vacay and find the nearest brewery, that is a beautiful thing. So, so make, make sure you pull double duty. So <laughs> you have to. You have to. Hey, look at this guy. He's knocking over microphones, man. This guy already had one 10% beer, half of a 10% because we split it, and he's already fumbling it's, on me. It's my big head. I apologize. <laughs> well, hey, it's where's the worst problems to have, right? Chicks dig it. Uh, anyway, so I'll ask you on the broad spectrum, but we each had recent trips that uh, we went to some breweries. So uh, you recently went to San Diego for Comic-Con. I did. I recently went to Milwaukee for the fuck of it just to hit up some places that I didn't hit up when I was there somewhat recently already yeah. in, in the Memorial Day weekend. I just, hey, we got to get some more things off that checklist. And now, because uh, the schedule was a little bit more open, I was able to go to more breweries. So those are the two most recent things we have. Before I have you speak on San Diego and Comic-Con, uh, mm. have you found in your travels over the years any other places besides... The San Diego spots you're about to tell me. Any other things in? Uh, maybe you maybe you've traveled outside the country. I don't know this, but wherever, <laughs> do you want to give shout outs to like a city or maybe a specific brewery out of state that you were really feeling? One of the breweries I was really feeling is when uh, I have a buddy that lives out in Tulsa, and I used to travel to Tulsa a lot. Then he got married, and you know he can't come out no more. Uh, you know what it is. <laughs> got to get a permission slip signed for him to come out. But um, a prairie ales was actually one of the the best breweries that I've drank out in Tulsa. Um, they were actually really good. And as soon as they started distributing up here in Chicago, which was like maybe about three, three four years ago, I was ecstatic because those are some some really, really good. The, the bombs. Artisan ales, baby. Uh, yeah. Ar artisan, because artisan, there beer is. is art. Yeah, the, uh, the Prairie Bomb, all those guys. Now they have all those different variants. Of the bomb beer, which are amazing. So, my travels, uh, I can't say that. I mean, we could be here all day if we talked about beers we had from all around the world, but as far as actually like sitting in a tap room, uh, that narrows it down. So, like, I can say of all the places that I've been uh, on a plane, it's been Vegas. New Orleans and Disney, and Disney. You've got Epcot, so I tried some beers. From, I tried some beers from around the world. There was one with a sumo dude on it from like Japan or wherever, you know. But like, uh, I'm foggy. I don't think I was using Untapped at that time, so I don't remember what those were. I can't speak to those that good. Um, New Orleans, you got Abita leading the pack, and a lot of other places. Uh, I tried beers there at the you know the establishments, but I didn't get to go to any breweries yet. Would love to my third time, uh, whenever that ends up being. Uh, in NOLA, I, I definitely want to go to Abita. And then in Vegas, again, didn't go to a brewery, but found out from a friend who uh, actually lived there for a spell. And again, it's actually kind of fucked up that from our old job in retail together, how many people uh, have been on this podcast from our old job. But you mm -hmm. know Kier. Mm -hmm. So Kier, uh, he, when he was living in Vegas, he is no longer, but um, he kind of like turned me on to some places after my visit there. We did an episode that was Vegas centric and he's like, yeah, dude, like, you know, you'll get some of these breweries, um, when you go to like the, the bars there, you gotta maybe get off strip a little bit or, you know, find the right spot on the strip. Cause they're just domestic and getting all the, the kids fucked up at the club on the $40 buds or whatever. Well, yeah. that might be exaggerating, <laughs> right. but I, I definitely, I definitely got dragged into a club one year for my birthday and uh, come on, it'll be fun. I was like, all right, cool. 
Uh, it took me half an hour to figure out I was staring at Tiesto because that's not my bag, but that was all right. It was fun light show and everything. Cool. Good for him. Nice. And then I go to the bar because dude bought me a, a drink, so I go to buy him a mixed drink, and I ordered a fucking... $30. It was 40 <laughs> fucking dollars, bro. I shit good you old, not. Good old Vegas. Yeah, I was fucked up. I was like, come again? You say 14 40 I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, Where? it's time to go. Um, but, you know, Vegas does have some good craft beer, and I would have to scroll back, like, really, really far on my Untapped app um, and I'll do it. I'll do it as we continue this talk because I do want to kind of give a shout out to some breweries maybe uh, out there. But I didn't get to actually make it to the breweries. I've been to Vegas. Uh, this is going to be the first year that I haven't made it in five years. So I, I've gone five years in a row and it doesn't look like it's happening this year unless I win the lotto. Just not enough time. But uh, I've tried some good stuff out there. So reining it back in to actual like breweries I've sat down at out of state Unfortunately, that's a sad thing. I think it's only been Milwaukee. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah, the times I've gone to Milwaukee. Okay. So I will talk I will talk really quickly just because it's, uh, it's closer on my untapped than the Vegas trip was. <laughs> um, I had some good stuff out there. As far as sitting down at the actual brewery, uh, this trip I went to four different places. Uh, I went to Broken Bat Brewing Company. Okay. And that's, that's what my taster glass is from right here. Very nice. Um, Unfortunately, you know, I asked the bartender if he was selling their glassware. He said, yeah, and I picked out this taster, and he gave me one where the logo was kind of already scratching off a little. So I still love you, bartender. You were nice, but, bro, come on. You got you to gotta be OCD for me a little and give me a mint one if I'm giving you five bucks for this, you know? But that's okay. That's okay. I still, I still got love for him. So uh, as the name implies, Broken Bat Brewing is basically all beers named after terminology that has to do with the game of baseball. Um, I did a flight. I had uh, Boys of Summer, which was like a, a wheat beer. It had some like lemon going on in it. Uh, I had some Hairy Cherry, which was Ooh. a cherry Hefeweizen. Hefeweizen. Uh, <laughs> I had Beach Ball, which was okay. an IPA milkshake. And I had their 755 stout, Home Runs, 755. Uh, nice. and, and of those, um, they were all pretty easy drinkers. Um, and that's a trend, I guess, as I discuss these breweries that I think, uh, Milwaukee for the most part, I think a lot of the breweries are known for is, uh, not necessarily knocking you on your ass. They have a lot that sort of have, and I don't mean this in a disparaging or bad way, have a lighter muted, more watery back end. It doesn't kind of like punch mm. you in the, in the throat. It's, uh, it's definitely they make a lot of beers where the the flavors up front it sort of fades and it's just soft on the palate and it's like that kind of shit you could drink a ton of yeah now i could have had a ton but i was trying to hit four breweries in two days plus do the stuff that you know you got to do when you're in a relationship and go to the restaurants (laughs) and the other places and the you know the the museums and the the beach and all the scenic stuff so um (laughs) these are the type of beers you could smash a bunch of if, if you had the time i unfortunately didn't have the time but uh that beach ball ipa milkshake was pretty solid had like some pineapple to it uh that was on point uh, that would probably be the top one I had in my flight. And then their staple beer, uh, their flagship beer that they've had on the menu, the only thing that's been there since day one, uh, since they opened and never moved, uh, was they have a beer called Straight Ched, and it's an apricot pale ale, and it's fucking delicious. I guess if you hate apricots, maybe you won't, but it was fucking good. 
Um, I enjoy apricots. From there, I went to Good City Brewing. And Good City Brewing, they opened up a downtown location earlier in the year. And I did a flight there. And I had their Motto Pale Ale. I had their Detail Porter. Uh, I had their BFG Barley Wine. And I had their Scarcity Passion Fruit Goza. Uh, Mm. And of those four, again, I kind of think like... um, Easy enough to drink. Uh, obviously, the barley wine's a little up there in percentage, but easy enough to drink. Um, they kind of were just good, solid representations of, of the styles, not any big frills. So the the big takeaway that I had there was their Scarcity series, this passion fruit Goza. Um, that shit I gave a four out of five on Untapped. That's the thing that like popped for me oh, okay. uh, that was memorable from then. Uh, my day two, I went to Water Street Brewery. I had their Oktoberfest. And I had a raspberry vice. I love, I love, <laughs> I love overpronouncing. There Sorry, but uh, I had that, and those again, easy drinkers. That's why I'm saying I feel like Milwaukee is going for that because a lot of big cheese and sausage and beer. They want you to last all day, I guess. And they're yeah. not trying to knock you out. So, easy drinkers there as well. And then my last brewery that I was at uh, was my second visit. I went back in May for the first time. Was Lakefront, and I had their Eastside Dark, a dark lager. Um, Nothing special, no frills, but no. It, was, it was good, you know, gets the job done. So uh, those were my brewery experiences. And again, like I could talk all day on like one-off beers at, at bars, and I don't want to sidetrack and get into that too much, but uh, two one-off beers that I had at normal bars there was Third Space, their Happy Place Pale Ale. Uh, that I gave a 3.75, and that was a solid uh, end to my night one in the good land, as they call it. And then uh, I don't know if you ever heard of Hacienda Beer Company out of Milwaukee. No. So they have a beautiful thing that is called Tropic Choco, and that is a milk stout with orange peel and keko, coco, keko, c a c a o, coco, the keko. You know, whatever. It sounds that, delicious. That, that whole fucking thing. Yeah. Um, so Milwaukee is, I think, a place where you could get some tasty beers. Um, you might have to search, uh, at least with the breweries I just named, a little harder to get like something that's like a standout, unique thing. They all say you know they rotate stuff monthly, so a lot of it's luck of the draw when you visit. Yeah. It's not the same as me and you going to a place 15 minutes away. We could check in on them weekly, and we're always yeah. going to get that new rotation on the taps. Um, so it's kind of just hit or miss on when you arrive. But the one thing that is on my list for next time is I want to go to Eagle Park. And it was a little bit of a drive from where we're staying, so we said we'll do it next time. Um, probably it'll be next year sometime, maybe spring when we warm back up again. But Eagle Park does a lot of collaborations with Hot Butcher. And Love Hot Butcher. By association. <laughs> oh, my God. By association, that should tell you that Eagle Park yes. has some good shit going on. But, uh, yeah, that's just my little spiel on getting beers elsewhere. Uh, right now, uh, continuing with our first topic, the whole uh, trendy shit going on in the world, we Zoom. are doing a very recent release, uh, Phase 3 Brewing Company, okay. who pre- predominantly have been pumping out IPAs and, and getting good reviews on their IPAs. Uh, and also people saying they had a hard time finding it and they're waiting for distro to get more widespread. And I think that's starting to happen. I'm starting to see it more and more. A lot, yeah. And uh, this may be the first. I don't want to misspeak. I don't know if this is their first, but they it could be their first dark beer. I don't recall on social media seeing them announce a release of anything dark until this. Uh, this is Phase 3 Brewing Company's Pressed. It's an imperial porter. 
with coffee and maple, and it is 12% alcohol by volume. So we're going to open up another trendy one for you. And uh, while I'm doing that, Louis, tell me, uh, you, you mentioned already Prairie. Tell me now about your recent trip to Comic-Con. I saw many check-ins and social media posts <laughs> at breweries. So uh, yes, I think yes. there was one for sure, maybe more, but definitely one I saw you that you went back to twice. You loved so I much. I did, I did. Uh, the Belgian Beaver. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's fun on Which a lot of levels. Was, uh, the name was amazing, obviously. Uh, well, the first night that we went, we got there maybe about 40 minutes before they closed. So it was about 40 minutes before they closed. You know, we were able to get uh, a flight in, and it was like, holy shit, these are some pretty tasty beers. It was a, a little bit different of everything that we were tasting around there, which was... Uh, Everything around San Diego right now that we visited, I'm, I don't want to speak to all the breweries, but the places that we visited, uh, everything just ran together because it was all West Coast and uh, hazy heavy. And it was like majority of the menu was all that. Seems like a warm weather kind of thing yeah. to do with uh, those styles. Yeah, but it, it, is <laughs> it all tasted the same, you know. Um, but we went over there. They had a, they had a couple sours on there. They had a lagers on, on tap. Um, and... The one that stood out the most to me was uh, their Mexican chocolate peanut Ooh. butter stout, which was fucking amazing. Using that abuelita chocolate. From oh, butter. grandma yeah, knows, baby. Gran abuelita. Granny knows. But my God, that was a tasty. Abuelita, why do you do this to me? Yeah. <laughs> so fucking good. So the Belgian beaver stood out. Um, and we also uh, went to another one that stood out to me was uh, Resident Brewing over there in San Diego, which was actually really good. They had uh, a lot of the shit that's going on uh, in terms of, like, they were putting teas in their beers, hibiscus, and, you know, a little, lot of different stuff that was uh, that you didn't see a lot of over there. You don't so, see a lot of that around here either unless you go to Mars Brewing. So, yeah, I, I actually, since you mentioned, like, putting teas, um, God, it, it, it's going to escape me. Uh, go back and listen to... The Talking and Tasting series, episode number one, uh, with Brady Potts, the shy beer guy, when I talked with him. I don't remember which one of the beers it was we'd have. I'd have to go back in the archives and look. So go back to that episode. But I definitely stopped on a dime and made it a point when we read the can. It said it used, like, black tea. Yes. And I could taste it. Like, yeah, oh yeah. like are you a tea drinker at all? I am. So sometimes, like, at night, like, to wind down, like, you know, not so stereotypical, like, with my smoking jacket and a <laughs> pipe and everything, but, like, I'll sip on some tea to, like, sort of, like, relax a little. And you can taste that, like, brewed black tea, like, a little bit on the back end of this beer that me and Brady tasted. It's like... And I was like, I fucking, like, what is that? It was in my head, like, I, I, what is that? I taste it? I can't quite put my finger on it. And then we read the description on the can, and it said black tea. I was like, boom, that's fucking it. Delicious. I freaking tasted it. And it's it's a shame that you don't see a lot of that around here, too. But um, I know that they just opened up the, the so, Mars a couple of years back over here on the south side. Yeah. South side. <laughs> but they're, they're doing a lot, of, a lot of different stuff. A lot of different stuff compared to everything else around the area. Which is pretty cool. Some people getting experimental, other yeah. people just copying those trends. Trends. So yeah. speaking of those trends, baby, uh, we're gonna gonna take a whiff of this phase three here. This pressed. Now, I was told by someone on a Facebook group I'm on, uh, some beer friends. He compared it 
to Smells Like Bean Spirit from Microphone. And if that's true, I'm about to be really fucking happy because I give that beer a five out of five. You just hype this beer up. Don't do that. Right. So (laughs) I'll say it smells like it. It does. Uh, When I poured it, the color and viscosity looked similar to Microphone and the Smells Like Bean Spirit. Smells like I need a short stack next to me. Right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What kind of... That's like a Vegas breakfast when it's like, okay, to drink at 8 a.m., just give me some pancakes and this beer and, and we're set. But... I will say, uh, I, I think my my Facebook group friends may be correct. Uh, it smells very similar to Smells Like Bean Spirit. The viscosity, the thickness when I poured looks like that. Uh, the color of the head looks maybe a little bit lighter mm-hmm. than I remember from Bean Spirit. But overall, this looks like it's in the same vein. So I'm, I'm about to give it a ship. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. So right off the bat, I'm going to say I don't even need to go back in. I'm going to say that this is a pints up, very high up, double fisted up to the heavens. Praise the beer gods. Uh, untapped, uh, again, I'll, I'll do a video review on this one soon too, um, and that'll have my final untapped score as a part of that. But I'm going to say uh, 4.5 to 4.75. Now, I gave Bean Spirit... A perfect five. Five. And that might have that might have been a knee-jerk reaction. I, it took me a while to hunt that down. When I got it. I had like a raging beer boner before I even, you know, like, you, I smelled that one a mile away, man. They poured it for me, and I was like, oh, yes. It's Didn't lot- even have to lift it to my face. Like, it was across the freaking table, and I smelled it. It's a lot easier to get your paws on nowadays, but it right, is still yeah. delicious. So this thing, now, granted, we're outdoors, so maybe, like, the, the breeze is, like, fucking with my waft. Like, maybe it would be different. <laughs> indoors but i didn't smell this one from as far away as i did with uh bean spirit bean spirit like i could have had a cold and that smell would have came through um clear to my senses i feel like this is a little bit less sweet a little bit thinner um and a little bit less on the nose but it's Basically like the little brother to Bean Spirit, if I had to say. So if I gave Bean Spirit a five, that's why I said this is like either a four and a half or four seven five to me, but definitely a pints up. Again, the thing I like about Bean Spirit versus other things, I, 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 I've been struggling in the last like 20 minutes of this podcast. There's been a couple times we brought up sweetness and I'm sitting here like, do I, I don't want to throw anybody in the bus, but I might have to bring it up one more time. Is last month uh, we reviewed Hubbard's Cave and they seem to be known for uh, doing some sweet stuff. And so they had a maple beer that had all this great review stuff and it was like oh man it's got like a 4.2 something like composite score on untapped it must be good it's saying hints of this hints of that like all these things i like and i bought it and i was like i could barely drink a fucking thimble full so my review <laughs> on that was like the like, the taste it's like get the insulin out the taste <laughs> is like a beautiful thing but as far as being a beer it wasn't drinkable to me. Like I couldn't drink more than a little bit. Like I basically dumped the second half of the oh, can wow. and then gave away the other can to a friend who proceeded to drink the whole thing kind of like on a, I told him it's rough and he sort of like physical challenge powered through and did it. Not oh, not because wow. he wanted to, but because he kind of just wanted to be a, a goof about it. So this is very drinkable compared to that. Same thing as Bean Spirit. It has that a little bit of that like carbonation. Uh, not a lot, but a little bit on the back end to remind you it's a beer and not chugging the log cabin. Uh, I love coffee beer. It's very coffee heavy. I love syrup. Yeah. I love pancakes. So coffee and, and maple? Hell yeah, man. I mean, what are you thinking? You just said coffee heavy. I agree. I taste that coming yeah, through a lot. Very coffee heavy on the palate at the end. It finishes off pretty dry, too. 
which is actually really good. Yeah, definitely get that like that dry feeling on the the tongue and um, the, the coffee brew taste for sure. I, I do enjoy it because it isn't as sweet. So yeah, it's not very um, astringent. There's not a, a salt on my freaking yeah. taste buds at all. So uh, we're gonna sip on this as we move into our final topic. And I want to ask your opinion on big beer fests versus the individual brewery fests and events. Um, it's not entirely fair to lump them all together because they're run differently. They're done of different sizes. Some are general. Some have themes. Um, and we'll touch on all that, uh, I guess, in our evaluation of this. But I want to know... In your opinion, which has more value and which do you prefer to attend? The smaller in-house, inside, or possibly in the parking lot on the grounds of the brewery type event? Or do you like to go to that that big-time event that's got 30, 50, 70 breweries? 110 breweries. Right, yeah. (laughs) And they each brought four beers and there's like 500 things to taste, which is impossible because you'll die. you got 10 tickets. (laughs) (laughs) But you can buy buy additional ones for $4 a pop. Uh, There's a mix between them. You know, I I do see like the big, the big festivals being a money grab. Yeah. You know, you have uh, 70, 70 breweries there. You You can't get to that. You're not going to kill yourself trying to drink every beer in the, in the house, you know? Yeah. The the two problems is you can't try everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, Go ahead. Try that physical challenge. Uh, These things usually are what, like two to three hours, Mm -hmm. maybe three to four if you pay for VIP, which is another money grab. grab. Um, yeah, I guess uh, maybe let's pull this apart one by one so we don't forget to double back to anything. Um, these fests that cost forty forty five, mm-hmm. that's probably, if you have enough to offer me in enough amount of time, that's probably what I'd be most willing to spend. It's becoming more and more commonplace that you see tickets for 60 65 And then when you're talking VIP, I've seen this high recently as 85 which is insane to me um, for a multitude of reasons. A lot of it is predicated on get in a half an hour to an hour earlier than the yeah. rest. Uh, if it's a half an hour, it's not worth it. Not worth it. If it's an hour, <laughs> maybe. Maybe. But then I'm seeing this other stuff. Like I, I worked the uh, Soldier Field uh, beer fest. Okay, like, the beer fest, yeah. And um, they had a VIP section with like comfy ass lawn chairs yeah. and tables and all this shit, where it's just like making you feel special, but not really, because if you're dumbass fucking wasted a minute in that in that you section you were not getting your your money's worth yeah. they it was a style of uh event where you had like the lanyard with the little mm-hmm. two-sided card and they had a like marker and not necessarily the people that were like running the event but soldier field security they were sticklers about it you had best be marking people's shit and i'm just like man this is rough so when we were pouring, uh, it was actually, uh, I recruited uh, Danny and Pico, our friends, uh, okay. to do that. And um, thank God I would have been fucked. The lines were so long. There's no way I was running that show solo. <laughs> um, so we took turns rotating out, going to get beers and, and working our booth. And it, it was just impossible to ever try. There was, you know, like enough breweries with enough stuff on tap, but not enough time because the lines were insane. I think they should have sold less tickets because... The lines were insane to the point where people were coming up and they're like, oh, like, I guess I'll try that one, but I don't know. And then, like, 
couples and husband wife or friends were doing things like, well, you get this one, I get that one, we'll half and half it together. But maybe you're with a friend that you're not trying to swap spit with. <laughs> so what we were telling people is like, dude, like we realized like the line is like from the back of the end zone to the 50 yard line for our booth, which is insane. And you're wasting your precious moments you paid for. So we were like, dude, shoot this fucking beer and we'll fill you the next one and just mark you twice on your, on your thing. So I'm going to say time restraints general public might not have a way of knowing how many mm-hmm. tickets are available so that might just be luck of the draw you might not know if you've just purchased tickets to something that's going to fuck you on time because the lines are too long uh you don't know you know what they're trying to do as far as capacity um vip i feel like that's a full-on scam sometimes you get a t-shirt or like a, a bigger cup so you get bigger fills or like it's nicer for you to collect but yeah. overall it, i feel like most of what you get is something you're not going to remember in five years and that's kind of like as i get older i'm trying to fucking like yeah think about the foolish things i've done spur of the moment and thought they were important and realize how quickly i forgot about that thing or don't use it and i'm like why did i pay extra to get mm-hmm. that quote-unquote perk that freebie yeah. and it wasn't worth it so um there's that the other thing I say we, we should dive into is sometimes the bigger, more generic, not themed fests, it's kind of like every brewery is sending their two flagship beers. And it's not to say that those would be bad, but for what you're paying and how much time you have and how many tastes you end up getting, how many tickets or mark-offs on your lanyard or however they're running it, sometimes it's just like, man, okay, like so you brought me like your lager and your, your stout or your porter and... Again, there's a place for good, clean, basic beers. But when I'm going to a fest, I kind of want to, to to sing the song, man. I want to say, hit me with your best shot. Fire yeah. away. <laughs> and if this is just like your bare bones, like easy drinker, I'm kind of like, well, fuck, man. If this is the first time I'm having your brewery, that's not exactly making me travel to wherever the fuck you are to go get you. True. Now, how do you feel about the specialized ones? Those ones are usually smaller. They're smaller. And they might deal with a certain style of beer, or it might be one-offs. I absolutely fucking love and adore going to the fest that say, hey, every single brewery is either giving you a beer that in its totality was just brewed for this event, a one-off, or this is a beer that they make, but a variant that is exclusively for the first time being made for here. And I went to, if you're familiar with the Open Bottle in Tinley, yes, yes, uh, great yes. bottle shop. I went yes. to their Open Bottle Fest 4, and mm-hmm. there was some friggin' phenomenal IPAs they they always have and uh, some barrel-aged stuff. I was pretty tipsy on so much barrel-aged. It was like 70, 70% barrel-aged, 30% IPAs, and then uh, a few percent everything else, which that's more than 100%, but you get what I'm saying. Um, that was probably the best fest I've ever been to, and it was all contained with only about, I think it was like 12 or 14 breweries. There's like a meadery, a cider place, and a, a rotational spot that had multiple other breweries like lined up. And it, But basically no more than 15 or 16 places to try liquid from. And it was all contained inside the bottle shop. And sometimes, man, less is more because what yeah. I got... Uh, I, I luckily I, w- I won the tickets for free. That was awesome. So I'll be forthright about that. I'm by no means am I one of these fucking brand influencers that like flash their tits. Nobody wants to see my tits. I'm not supposed to have them. Um, <laughs> you know, like I'm by no means am a brand influencer that goes, hey, I'm pretty and I have a hundred thousand followers. And if I hold your beer and smile, like you know, you'll get 
follows and people yeah. will buy your stuff. I'm not that. I legit just like did a thing that's like, oh, tag three of your friends on our Instagram. We're going to pick a winner. And, and I won. So I went to this thing and the ticket value, I would have gladly, now that I know what it's about, I'm not going to win tickets next year. What's the chances of winning again? Yeah. Um, I'm glad they're going to pay the money next year for Open Bottle okay. Fest 5. Yeah. It, I think the tickets were 40 or 45 and knowing what barrel aged beers cost, like per just oh, say yeah. per ounce or whatever, I more than got what they were charging. Now I was free entry, but if I had paid the forty forty five, I probably drank like a hundred dollars worth of amaze balls. So, where where are you at? Have you ever been to like a fest that was geared towards like we're doing one offs or we're doing a certain style of beer? So it's a little more focused and not basic I, I offerings throw it out there but um what is it uh dark lord day at three floyds okay good old dark lord day hard, hard as fuck to get in there but I'll, if you I'll, can i've gone to the festival in the in the heyday where i did it too i just i just knocked my mic over. <laughs> my, it's karma I, I knocked my mic over after making fun of you for clumsily doing it and now here i am <laughs> Did it back in the day when, you know, Dark Lord was like the shit, the number one beer in the nation and whatever. And uh, now I think the last time I went was uh, a few years back, maybe about three years ago, when the tickets ballooned up to $250. <laughs> I believe it was about two two fifty to to get in there. But, man, I mean, there's people willing to... To, to oh, pay yeah. it to the point that it sells out in what? Is it still selling out in like it, minutes? It's still selling out in minutes from last time I saw. And, you know, they still hold tickets just to get people to fucking run to their brewery midday to go get get the tickets. Yeah. But it, ridiculous. The lines are still ridiculous. The, thankfully, the festival's gotten a lot bigger. So it's like a huge area. But uh, the cool thing with them is, you know, like they're sending you like the the instantly the with your ticket the bag of like take homes that yeah. you are entitled to. That helps with the price some. Yeah, it helps with the price. As far as wandering around, are you getting your money's worth on like where you can go inside and, and try stuff? Yeah, you know they have little beer stations uh, all through the festival, and you know the bands is playing are awesome, you know. And that's all included. That's all included all in the price, included, right? So you're, you're not like ever pulling in your wallet out to buy like an additional pour of anything. No, no, they they gave you uh no actually you know what I think you had to pay for the beer I know they gave you uh, uh food money okay so you you, you get spotted food money yeah. but not beer money okay yeah I mean it's just like a lot of things in in life uh you know there's supply and demand and you can yep. pay a hefty price and you can say negatively all you want about it but it it might not be you who's willing but as long as there's like hundreds and thousands of other people willing to pay for something. They can charge whatever they want until people yeah. turn their nose up to it and turn their back on it, and that yeah, has that has not happened. A lot of hate for those guys over there, but man, the, the crowds are ridiculous. So, so that's Big Beer Fest. Let's talk now about individuals. Um, to throw out a perfect example, I'd say like one of the breweries I like to frequent is Imperial Oak Brewing in Willow Springs, and. <laughs> And they have their, they have their St. Paddy's Day, uh, which is a lot of fun. They do a really great job with that. Um, they do their Quiet Giant. Um, they do Oktoberfest, which that'll be coming up obviously in the next uh, yeah. month or two. So there's that. Uh, and they have their anniversary party. Basically, they got about four really big fests a year. And as they've expanded, they started as a brewery that was like a little L-shaped skinny hallway of a room with a toilet at the end of the... Oh, I remember. Uh, yeah, and, and now they're, you know, they bought out space next to them. They put out the tents outside in the lot. The whole little neighborhood gets like roped off, and, and you know, it's cool. They do, um, they do some good stuff. Now, 
I would posit that whether you personally like Imperial Oak in this in this story, in this story, just substitute like Imperial Oak with like you love Pipeworks. Those are probably your number one, right? Now I don't know, baby. I don't know if they do fests of any kind, but they don't. My thing would be like if if you have a fest or an event at a brewery that you really like. Do you feel better about going to that? Because as we just said, you could sometimes pay like 85 fucking dollars for like a two and a half, three hour jaunt with like an overwhelming amount of breweries. They may not let you, uh, oh, hey, we have three beers. Oh, can I like have you scratch my like, you know, my ticket off three times and let me shoot all of them? Or do I have to go to the back of the line? (laughs) They might not let you do that. So like if you want more than one thing at a brewery and you're not with a person that's willing to share their spits with you. Uh, you might have to go to the back of that line. You're never going to sniff all the, the breweries and the pours that are available to you. But would you go to, like, your favorite brewery that has a fest slash event for an occasion, whether it's a one-day or a two-day or a whole weekend, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, John, and you don't pay anything to get in, so you're only buying the beer that you want. And the event might be a combination of, hey, there's all these, like, one-off tappings. Uh, there might be a collectible glass. There might mm-hmm. be special merch that is a limited run that you can buy this weekend that will sell out. Um, there might be a bottle release or cans that are attached to this. Um, in this scenario, you control how much you're spending. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely. not putting $65, $85 up front and, like, fuck, I feel this immense pressure to run around like a chicken without a head and make the best of getting my money's worth. This is, I walk in for free, I can stay there for as short of a time or as long as a time as I want, and I control how much of my money comes out of my wallet. So what do you prefer? What do you think has more value? Well, I I love going to those festivals. Um, Side note, uh, I've won tickets to Oktoberfest for Revolution for the past two, three years. I'm like on a, on a winning streak going on now. I know? like it. <laughs> well, hey, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Then I just said I doubt I'm going to win to Open Bottle Fest next year, but yeah. maybe I will. Yeah, if, right. if you, I don't. Unless you got like some inside mm. guy that likes you and you don't know, mm. pulling your name out of the hat over there at Rev. <laughs> That's pretty dope. Uh, they don't have anything really different in terms of like uh, exclusive beers or any variants or anything. It's just their Oktoberfest beer. They have like the festival with the food and all that stuff, and they close off the. I don't know if you ever been to Rev. Yeah, they close off that huge area, the whole street. Right, it's like almost like a, um, a taste of Chicago feel going on around there, which is pretty dope. And uh, you know they have all their their regular stuff on tap, so it's nothing really special, but it's just like the vibe, uh, the food. You know, is actually pretty dope. Yeah, Oktoberfest, you know, like come on, yeah, it's delicious. All right, sausage. Sausages. Sausage everywhere. All right, so so I need you to dual crack this last uh, this last can, and then we've got a special bottle that we're gonna we're gonna wrap the show with. But we got our last can, and this, my friends, is Enter Night, the Metallica beer. This is a Pilsner, yeah. So we've come full circle. Mm. We talked about. I should have brought a hazy or a milkshake. I didn't have any in the fridge, unfortunately. But uh, we talked about trends, and we gave you, you know, two sweet pastry type things. Uh, we did some marshmallow stout. We did some coffee and maple, and now we just got a good clean Pilsner from like- these arrogant 
Bastards of a Brewery. <laughs> Bastards. Uh, in collaboration with Metallica. And uh, there's a video coming out for this one, too. It's already been recorded uh, in advance, as I say this. I'll edit it, and it'll be online soon. And it's pretty fucking entertaining, uh-huh. I think. But um, You're holding that beer and looking at me like we're going to do a beer bash right now. Stone, stone Cold Throwback. Well, so that's what the video is. is <laughs> oh, okay. Y- y- you know Miguel from, from, from the old stomping grounds <laughs> at work? Stomping grounds, yes. Yeah, little Miguelito. We got wet, bro. I was like... Y- I was like... I was like, fuck, like, I'm going to drive home and like, officer, what are you talking about? I I smell like beer. I got more of my clothes in my (laughs) mouth, I swear. Pretty much. Yeah. So uh, Enter Night is is a good, clean Pilsner. And uh, on Untapped, you see a lot of mixed things because um, there's the American version, which we hold in our hands. And then there is the Euro version, which I believe Metallica is now overseas finishing up... uh, what they are are doing over there. So Stone Brewing in Berlin is responsible for the overseas version of the Pilsner. And then Arrogant Consortia, 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 Arrogant, is responsible for it here. Um, (laughs) And people on Untapped and other places say that they do taste a difference between the American and the... Uh, Euro version, but as of right now, the Berlin version brewed over there is 3.42 average on untapped, and our arrogant brewing um, here in America is 3.45. So it's pretty neck and neck. I don't know if it's that big of a difference, but obviously, there's minute maybe differences being brewed in different places, you know, to the super fucking educated palate, I suppose. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna try to dive into this one and see what we think. It's five point seven percent ABV. So uh, we we did it a little backwards today because of the topic. I'm not gonna taste uh, it. Uh, yeah, right. Like so, we did a little backwards because uh, we did a ten percent and then we did a twelve percent, and now we're doing this little guy here that's like basically just under half of the last beer that we had 5.7 um normally people like to go light to dark but unfortunately we're trying to prove a point of uh our first topic that you know there's fads like the pastry and and, fads and then there's just a good clean fucking pilsner you know so uh we won't beer bash it i don't think we want to drive home uh soaking wet and smelling of beer the the cops in this neighborhood don't like that yeah no they don't all right not bad not bad. Mm. I've had better. I've had worse. Definitely had worse. Not bad. So this is a, a middling point for me. Yeah. Cause so when you're when you're working on a five point scale with like untapped, so a fifty like fifty percent mark would be two and a half. And I don't really give anything on there unless I'm checking in a Miller Lite or a Bud for for silly reasons <laughs> on Untapped, you know. Like I, I've never given a craft beer lower than I think I think I'd have to look, but maybe I gave something like a two seven five, maybe. Um, usually my low score is a three. So the average on this is near a three and a half. Um, I feel like for craft beer, I want you to be like three and a half is usually like what I give to stuff that's like good, not great. Um, I'm borderline on this. I'm I'm like looking between a three two five and a three and a half on this, um, just because especially recently having visited Sound Growler, I've tasted some really good clean pilsners and yeah. lagers, and and this is kind of like you know, uh, it's selling on the Metallica name is what it's doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. it's not bad. Like, 
like you said, it's not bad, but it's not great. Right. Like it's it's. I feel like it has a little bit of flavor on the back end. Almost almost citrusy at the back end. Yeah, the back end's like almost a tiny bit citrusy. It's, I, it's I almost that, get I almost get that like that like that dry like hop tongue yeah, a little it's, bit. It's that like that start of it hitting your palate that's just like a little off putting, but it it finishes off nice. Yeah, I feel like the the when it first hits my my lips and my tongue, just kind of tastes like any old water beer like yeah. Miller Lite. And then the flavor comes in that back mm-hmm. end. I get like a little bit of, I mean, by no means is this like an IPA, but I kind of get like that that dry, bubbly, like almost like a slight hop thing going yeah, on in my tongue. It's got a dry finish at the end. Yeah, it's a dry finish. Um, I don't know. I'm going to say if you wanted to sit in your yard and just have something that's not going to knock you out and you can have multiples, and say, hey, I had multiple craft beers and I feel fine. <laughs> this could probably serve that purpose for you. Um, if I'm just looking to go to fucking flavor country and, you know, unpack my bags and set up shop and never come home, th- this probably is not that beer. Um, <laughs> right? I say some fucking crazy shit after after some 10 and 12 percenters. Um, Guy Fieri's going to be there right with you. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> oh, flavor country. I'm going to start wearing flaming shirts and oh. shit. That fucker gave me like food poisoning with his nachos in Vegas one time. That oh, bastard. Fucking guy. But yeah, um I think I have like one can of this left. I'm I'm glad that the other ones uh were used as a, a beer bath that you'll see on our social media okay. soon. Um <laughs> Well there you go. I mean well I did chug it, you know. We we, we smashed the cans and we poured the cans in, in our face and and I, I may or may not have got a little ECW Sandman and started smashing oh, it on my forehead. Uh, I did not bleed. The, the the can stayed dull. I was scared I'd get a sharpened edge and, <laughs> and, and, and I'd bleed the hard way, but I did not. So check that out on our social media when that gets released. But um, yeah, man, again, uh, I don't know exactly what my final score is right now. I'm going to have to decide because it will be posted on, on that video release that we recorded. But uh I'm between a three two five and a three five if I was untapping it, and I guess uh, in a in a fucking bubble by a slim margin, I would maybe give it a pints up if, as an easy drinker. But just knowing the amount of craft beer that's just available in all of the land, um, I think I'll just go pints down and saying you can do better. Like <laughs> now, granted, like as far as like pilsners and lagers and ales that are available in you know cans and bottles for distribution, yeah, like. I oftentimes spend my money on stuff that's a little more out there yeah. and not that basic, but you can go to fucking tap rooms across America and get something better than this. And again, I'll just keep tooting the horn of Tinley Park and Sound Growler. Right now, they, those guys have several lagers and ales and pilsners that are just top-notch shit that have a little bit more flavor than this guy. Uh, week up front, uh, dry finish, a little more flavor. Like you said, a, like a hint of citrus on that yeah. back end. Um, that... I think is is it's passable, but I'm not I'm not super enthused. I might have to go to this brewery you keep talking about, man. I haven't been there. You haven't been there, no. dude. They got killer tacos because uh, so uh, I interviewed on the last episode. Check it out if you haven't yet. Uh, my buddy Arturo, he is the co-founder. Um, so I'm not just saying nice things because because he's the co-founder. Um, like legit, it's a really good spot. And yeah, right. besides the beer being great, the Let fucking the fucking tacos are top fucking notch, man. Top fucking notch. 
uh, all Mexican themed food, uh, family family history of working in the restaurant business, and they just they know their shit. Um, singing my song, baby. Singing so song. so yeah, no, yeah, we should go. We should we should go there and record another episode. Record Boom, again. Let's do it. Get tacos in mouth. We could do that. We can talk with food in our mouth. But yeah, I just poured a little bit of the center night to get. Uh, uh, a little color aspect, so we're drinking it from the can. Um, it's actually better when you when it breathes, though. Let it breathe. Is yeah, that what you're saying? I'll, I'll try to take another no, sip that's here. Actually, really good. It looks a little golden. I like it. Fuck, you're right. Yeah. All right, guys. Hey, you there know what? <laughs> I mean, people already subscribe to this notion, but when you go to a bar and they have a can section on their menu and they say, "Would you like a glass with that?" Say yes. Get that fucking glass. Get that fucking glass. <laughs> and then. Uh, We've got one last special thing that you brought here. We're going to move enter night. That's an easy drinker. I think I want to save some of that to, to just drink off the air. But we got one thing that you have brought. Uh, you are a gracious uh, guest on the program. Mm. And you have bought something from your personal collection. Uh, tell us about this one. It comes from Pipeworks, your favorite brewery. Uh, and go ahead and crack I'm that open for us. Such a whore for Pipeworks. Yes, you are. I brought us today a good old uh, variant of Dog Jones Pipeworks PB&J, which Oof. is fucking amazing. I actually have not had uh, peanut butter and jelly. I've had the other two variants of this. What are the other two variants? Um, geez, I can't think off the top of my head. I'm a little liquored up right now. There you go. <laughs> There you go. But they do have the regular one that is uh, just a stout, but I, for, I forget the other two that they are. Well, so I want to say this. I've had some peanut butter and jelly beers that kind of didn't get it right. I got excited because I was like, ooh, peanut butter jelly. And it was a little wonky, uh, maybe a little heavy on the whatever's you know causing the jelly taste. It felt yeah. like a little bit strong in that direction, and it kind of threw me. Um, and peanut butter and jelly, again, I, I've probably had like two other peanut butter and jelly beers i had one from a brewery i can't remember that was weird that was a really funky one and then i had one from uh horse thief hollow have you ever eaten or drank there i have not fuck bro i mean for a guy that drinks a lot of beer i'm gonna take you out to dinner a couple times i'll put out too it's okay you're going all the way over there yeah i'm gonna put out for you i'm gonna i'm gonna buy you dinner no so uh horse thief hollow did a uh like a brown ale that was peanut butter and jelly flavored and it kind of had a thing where, like, you ever have a beer where, like, you either say up front tasted good and then the finish kind of, like, di- ruined it for you? Booty. Or vice versa, <laughs> up up front was like, ugh, and then the finish was a little bit better? Yeah. It's like, oh, fuck, that, that, that beer, it didn't make it to completion for me. Uh, I've had that before. It was, specifically with these peanut butter and jelly beers, I felt like the initial touch of it to my tongue or lips was either good and then the back end was like, ooh, what's that aftertaste? Or vice versa, like I had the initial taste was like, ooh, and then it was kind of like more in the wheelhouse and sweet and tasty in the back end. So go ahead and let's uh, let's get the bottle opener on that guy and uh, let's see what we think of yes. this one. This is the bonus round. We've pretty much we we've talked about our th- our three discussion topics that uh, that we wanted to hit here, and now it's just fun time. Well, one thing that I'm seeing that's different on this is they actually made it a point to say that it's powdered peanut butter. Powdered peanut butter. Powdered peanut butter. So it's a milk stout with cacao. Cacao. Nibs. Vanilla. Pow, pow, pow. (laughs) When I know, that's what I like to do when I don't know the exact pronunciation of a word. 
I just like overemphasize the fuck out of it, so it just seems like I'm being humorous and, and not stupid and don't know how to pronounce the word. <laughs> so like I've done that twice in this episode. I said like batisserie, and then I've also I've also or, said cacao, or just do the mumble. Cacao, 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 Of course, it has to have lactose, that powdered peanut butter, of and uh, it raspberry. Does. So raspberry. Raspberry is giving us the jelly side of things. That okay. Smells fucking delicious. And what the fuck is this? There's like a dog with Reese's fucking cups on his head yeah, that are oozing onto his nose, his snout. I can't say I've ever fucked with powdered peanut butter, man. Let's do a little pour here. And um, speak to, since we've run out of discussion topics, uh, I don't know if I have a favorite brewery, to be honest. I, I, I have a hard time. Like I like Do a lot you? of, no. I like a lot of foods. I like a lot of beverages. I don't think I could pick a favorite. I, I'd have like a like a fucking ten way tie, to be honest. But you, you're pretty decided on these guys, Pipeworks. I'm, yeah, I'm a, being yours, I'm so. a slut for Pipeworks. So, so yeah. tell me how you discovered them, and tell me why they are your favorite. As I pour this for us, I had a, a buddy that uh, opened my eyes to Pipeworks. Uh, of course, back from the the old stomping grounds. Course. <laughs> of course, big old Omis, big ups. Uh, shout out to Omar. Yeah, no, he was uh, introduced me to Pipeworks. Um, so my shit was about to like bubble over because uh, I had a little bit of extra head going on, and I just had to like preemptive like suck the head, and just from <laughs> just from sucking the head on this beer, that was fucking delicious. Let me top myself off. I'm gonna give you this. This is fucking great you've yes. never had this variant no never had th- this one all right shout out to omar continue <laughs> shout out to omis uh but no uh pipeworks uh introduced me to one one of the pipeworks uh, i forgot oh pineapple bling. Bling, bling 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 a boozy pineapple beer back in the day and uh it was before they uh moved into their current uh location so their beer was like hard to find. So it was like always like, you know, you'd go hunting for beer like, oh, shit, I, I got to go see, see if uh, we get this variant or, you know, they had all their beers were all seasonal back in the day. I like pineapple stuff. So I, I would go on the hunt for that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, which was amazing. And, and it was just like something new that was going on at the time. So I've been drinking these guys for six, seven years around that time. So at that time, everything because. Like we we're talking about trends around that time, a period the trend was IPAs. Yeah. So everything was like super hoppy, like crazy. And and when these came out, well, when I discovered them, not when they came out, but when I discovered them, it was like it was so flavorful. Yeah. It was something different that was out on the market for me. And Jesus Christ. And I, I've been loyal ever since. Fucking Pipeworks. All right. Well, uh, they are available. Uh, I've. Unfortunately, as a Cubs fan, I've uh, I've been no Cubs games at Wrigley this year. I've been to like fucking eight Sox games or some shit like that. It's like seven or eight. And uh, God, I'm worshiping the Craft Cave. And you can get some Pipeworks there. They got, I think, about three uh, three offerings. I know they got like the... Pineapple Guppy. Yeah, Guppy. I had that like two games ago. Uh, I know they got the, uh, was it the Blood uh, Unicorn? What's that called? Uh, what is it? Ninja vs. Unicorn. Nin- Ninja vs. Unicorn and then Blood something. Was it Unicorn Blood? Unicorn Blood, which is a red ale. Yeah, yeah. So, like... Side note, they had a red ale, which is fucking hilarious. It was called um, uh, Brief Relief. Uh, I like some Brief Relief. It was a red ale brewed with um, Blood Orange. Ooh, I love Blood Orange. Blood Orange. But what fucking got my attention, where I was like, should I buy that or shouldn't I, is the label was a chick. In her underwear. Oh no, yes. works. <laughs> <laughs> and it had a white underwear with a face on it, and it had 
red all over it. <laughs> and, and it was like off putting. I saw it a couple times at the at the bottom. If you're trying shop. to tell people yeah, yeah, that yeah, your yeah, beer you is know? tasty, that's probably not the best way to do it. And, and I was like, what the fuck? Negative connotations. Yeah. But but my goodness, that was a tasty fucking red ale. Usually red ales are a little bit bitter, you know, you like you're a little off off put on yeah. the first drink. I I've 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 enjoyed them here and there, but overall not my go to style. No, that was a tasty fucking beer. Alright, so let's do this thing, man. I smell so a fuck ton of peanut butter for sure. That powdered yeah. peanut butter. I, I powder I don't know if powder versus whatever way you would do it like has any effect on how strong the smell is but very strong peanut butter and i do even get a little tart a tart jelly stank all up in my nose hairs going wow. on it is De- a- i definitely smell what it's supposed to be the smell is phenomenal dude it is very rare that you have two flavors going on at once that hit both your palates that is you have peanut butter the whole way through and then just the tart just like washes right. over that is it, ridiculous it almost seems like a fucking water and oil thing yeah like, it literally does seem as if you have this, like, peanut butter powder, like, thicker flavor. that's side and right. top of your palate, yeah. Right. Like, so I feel like on my tongue and, my, like, in my cheeks, like, resting on, on my, like, my taste buds, peanut butter throughout. So pe- the powdered peanut butter is magic. I taste that throughout. Um, that first hit as it, like, touches your taste buds and then when you swallow, like in the back end and the finish, very tart of like that raspberry giving you the jelly feel. But the peanut butter is there throughout. And a lot of times when you're mixing multiple flavors in a beer, it's like, oh, hints of this and that. Well, it's all like a little whisper fart of something. And you don't <laughs> yeah, you don't you quite barely. get it. And, and sometimes, like you say, you know, we did the we did the Energy City Marshmallow Stout. And I said their Neapolitan was a great beer, but I didn't feel like it was evenly distributed between your strawberry chocolate yeah. vanilla. I felt like it was very heavy on smell and taste and strawberry uh, chocolate there a little bit. And then vanilla was like a fucking distant memory. Like it was, it was not around this. I feel like both flavors are featured equally. Yeah. The peanut butter is just like the kind of like the backbone, keeping it all together. It's just like this undercurrent of peanut butter is always there. And then it just like has this tart, juicy, uh, delicious raspberry like jelly flavor floats over your tongue, um, kind of like hits you tart up front, and then you get a little bit of that tang when you swallow too. Like fuck, dude, this yeah. is good. And the lingering is is that tart raspberry, so it's not off-putting to be either sweet or heavy, which is actually really good. Do like you ever that. like fucking burp and like a fucking smell like and a taste like? comes up in your throat and comes like out your nose again it's like you're like reverse smelling i feel like that's what's happening with the fucking peanut butter in here like when i taste the powdered peanut butter at the same time i also feel my nose like swelling with fucking peanut butter goodness like it's fucking hitting all of my senses at once like can we take a beer bath in this one i want to stone cold this one (laughs) i'll fucking put this in my tub and just do backstrokes like fucking scrooge mcduck in his money safe Fuck. Well, now you know I'm a slut for pipeworks, man. Well, so this, see, this is what's good. This is kind of like what shows you that sometimes you got to take that deeper dive, too. Because, yeah. uh, like, the, the stuff that pipeworks is really, like, known for that's more mainstream, I like it. Yes, they're hoppy, hoppy stuff. Yeah, like, I, I like it. I, I don't, I'm not, like, over the moon about it, but mm-hmm. it, it's solid. It's good. Yeah. Um, this stuff that's a little bit less known. Mm-hmm. 
Fuck, I am so happy you brought this. Yeah, no, delicious. Man, PB and J Jones dog. Whew. What is this dog up to? Fucking amazing. And I have right now, which is fucked up because we're talking about, you know, like the lifestyle and shit about uh, craft beer drinkers. Like I now I have like aging fucking uh, wine coolers. You're aging wine <laughs> yes. coolers? Well, not wine coolers, but the, the actual unit, a wine cooler. Oh, okay. So I, have, okay. I keep one. I, I, keep I, was one. Like, okay. I, I was about to tell you, if you're aging wine coolers, man, then I need to retire from this podcast because nah, I didn't know that was a thing. The unit, the unit. Okay, okay. So I have one set at like uh, what is it? About 55 degrees, which is uh, to age them, and then the other one's set at 45 degrees for the drinking cooler. Dude, so this beer is really freaking good. Uh, it's it's an 8.5%, so you know, a little on the higher side, but not double-digit high like those other sweet guys we had. Uh, and this one's a little... This is thinner. This isn't as yeah. viscous as the other two that we had uh, that were sweeter. Um, man, really, really good. Um Average score on it right now is a 4.04. I feel like that's a little low. Yeah. I think I think I'd give this a four and a quarter at least. Yeah, this is definitely. a pint. Pints up. Uh, let, me, let me cheers you for bringing this. You you did well. Uh, a proper a proper. <laughs> Some people come on this show and they just drink my shit and talk <laughs> and it's a free really, ride. Man. This guy uh, he paid he paid his his way through with this. This uh, is fucking phenomenal. We're guys. from Chicago. We don't come empty-handed. Check it out, man. <laughs> PB and J, the Jones. <laughs> I'm jonesing for some more of it, man. Is this uh, is this like a seasonal thing? You only get this a certain time of year? Uh, yep, yes, sir. That's a uh, majority of their uh, their labels this seasonal. Fuck, I uh, I will be on the hunt for this. We'll have to talk off air about uh, when and where I could find this next time around. But uh, I will give you I will give you the floor for for a moment to. Uh, I don't. I don't know if you have anything to promote, self promote. You're just a beer lover. Absolutely not. Nothing. It, but zero. but. Uh, Take, this is going to be like that that ESPN show where they get the parting shots for 30 seconds, man. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna freeze you. I'm gonna give you a 30 second parting shot. Just uh, whatever's going on in the beer world right now. If you want to promote, whether it's Pipeworks or something else that you think's cool, something awesome that people should check out. No, they're not uh, paying me yet. Then they're not paying you yet. You're like I, I'm an influencer. <laughs> I need that money. Me yet. Uh, no, no. Come on, guys. Like we we've been talking about like you know getting your girls into drinking. Uh, you know, craft beer and stuff like that. Uh, that's how you got to do. You got to get your hooks in them. That way, you know, when you want to go out and drink, you go out and they drink. They come with do, you. Yeah. You're a lot right. Just be like, come on, girl. I want you to uh, to check out this new beer. Don't <laughs> don't don't get in that situation where you're like you're in a serious relationship or you, you get married and they have zero interest in one of your hobbies and you can't go uh, because they want you at home. Like you got to make sure you include them with. So find what they like. Uh, groom, groom your women. <laughs> groom them. Groom, groom them. I, ho I hope they're not listening. No, no. <laughs> Hopefully our girls don't listen to the podcast this episode. But no, like, I'll use a, I'll use a softer word. Not groom them. We're not, we're not manipulating them. But like, seriously, make an honest effort. Um, I'm somebody who will always try to get something. Them to to get yeah. the interest. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm always somebody who will try anything twice, twice. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, yeah. So my, my thing would just be, get them to try stuff. Um, when you go out to get them hooks in them. when you go out to dinner and and you get like a you know place that serves beer craft beer, maybe they don't want to pay eight dollars for that craft beer for themselves because they they won't have it. But like get a flight and split it, like share it with them or give them a sip of everything you have, like share everything, and that way you can quickly get them through all the styles of beer to see what they like. 
undoubtedly find something that they are interested in like and then you can include them in one of your favorite hobbies they're not going to uh rap on you about like why are you spending money on beer because they'll get it if you could just find the ones they like and then just feed them the ones they like don't force them to you know do the ones they don't but find that common ground and then you know much like you had to bite the bullet and go see the nutcracker with them (laughs) Be willing, you know, be willing to share your hobby with them. You went and saw Nutcracker. They're going to go to the fucking cool-ass brewery release for you and get that beer you really like. And I guarantee you, like, I don't know if, if your girl's gone to a, a, off. a ton of these with you. I think she has, right? She has. And, uh, like, I've recently, like, uh, Maplewood Grammy Cakes. I, I, she may like it even more than I do. She went with me to the release event. And, and it's just cool. And I'm not saying that in a way like, like a, a get-what-you-want beer drinking man kind of way like i'm literally saying like it is actually pretty rewarding and feels good when your partner is interested and will do something not just like i'm being a good sport because you like it i'll do it even though i you know i don't care and i'm dragging my feet if you could actually find some sector of the beer universe just even two to three styles that they would like um whether it's coffee beer that roped in my girlfriend she likes fruit ales there's like those sparkling beers now there's like fucking rambling rosé she's a rosé wine drinker she likes sweet wine so get your girl a sweet beer man it's out there if you're willing to look for it you can find something and you can include your partner with you and one of your top interests and And who knows you know they'll they'll come home with a little surprise every so often you know that's which is what my girl does that's true my my girl hey girl (laughs) talking to you um no yeah mine is definitely on at least three to four occasions been like at a binnies and been like look what i got i was like hey girl i can't find blah 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 and she's like i'll check at my binnies and and who scored it not me she scored it for me for us and i hate it she puts me blast on uh on social media when i'm just like oh yeah my boys are hitting me up they're like oh hey did you taste it she's like because i found it i'm like whoa 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 (laughs) pump the brakes yeah no it's this is a team effort girls (laughs) we are a team we're like NBA Jam. We are a two-person team yeah. on this beer quest. But yeah, uh, super duper fucking awesome when you can include your partner in that shit. So that'll be our parting shot. Uh, pow, pow. You, you have an empty glass. Cheers me with your can because it's bad luck to cheers me with the, that empty glass. But uh, Louis V, my friend. Louis V. Uh, thank you, sir, for, for coming on the program. No, I appreciate um, uh, you inviting me on here and uh, making our alcoholism look like a hobby. Right. And I appreciate it. I, isn't it nice when you can, you know, like marbles is a hobby. Yeah. When you can make beer look like it's the same thing, shooting marbles. Hey, come on. Collecting trading cards. We collect beers. That's what we do. Uh, so, hey, guys, if you've been listening to this show uh, for over a year since day one, if this is the first episode that you caught, uh, hopefully you've enjoyed the sound of flights coming back into Midway Airport. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Mm. And uh, hopefully if uh, we piqued your interest in any of these beers we talk about, you go hop online and uh, seek them out at your nearest place of liquor sales. Uh, or maybe if it's too late, if that ship sailed and it was like one of those one-offs, maybe you can find it in a beer trade, you know? So uh, thank you for listening. Again, uh, we will have the short 60-second or less versions of these Pints Up, Pints Down reviews. These video reviews are going to be rolling out. Bing, bang, boom, as fast as I could edit them. I've got like 10 in the can right now. So uh, you want to follow us for all that and much more. You can find us at AWD Podcast on Instagram and Facebook at awd pod on twitter and 
After Work Drinks is our screen name on Snapchat. Caps on those first letters, no spaces. And uh, man, this was the tasting and talking series yep. number two, numero two. Thank you, uh, Louis V. You you are you're number two, bro. Number two. You're the dose. <laughs> The deuce. I mean that in a flattering way. I don't. I don't mean it as in like a. Oh, okay. I don't mean it as like a poop emoji kind of way. Because I was gonna be like, I'm the shit. Hell yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if, if you want to spin it that way, you can. That works. You are. The, it makes you me feel shit. better. Thank okay, you. Okay. Good. Good. I didn't want you to be insulted. Like I'm calling you a, like a piece of shit emoji. So yeah, you are the shit. We mean it in the good way. Uh, so thank you for coming on. Uh, you did. A, you, you did a bang up job. Thank you for bringing this delicious peanut butter and jelly. And uh, we will see you next month on the September edition of the After Work Drinks podcast. So until then, please, my friends, be safe out there. Do not drink and drive. Drink responsibly. Yes, and, and be good to each other. Share your nice beer with your friends. Louis shared a nice beer with me. I shared some nice beers with him. Be good to your fellow man, your fellow beer drinker. And uh, we will see you in September as we start rolling into those Oktoberfest, September, and October mm. events. You should do a pumpkin beer one. I'm going to do a pumpkin <laughs> beer one. For the ladies, because we're going to get the ladies in. <laughs> got to get the ladies Hey, ladies, you like that pumpkin latte? Get this what pumpkin up? beer. Mm. <laughs> McDonald's, Starbucks, and Dunkin' ain't got shit on this pumpkin beer. Oh, Fallon's. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Southern Tier Punk King. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we will be the Punk Kings uh, as we head into the end of summer next month, September edition of the podcast. This has been After Work Drinks. Thank you so much for listening. Please continue to do so. And uh, we will see you next time. Salud. Cheers. And that's going to do it for this episode of AWD. Be sure to follow us on social media for bonus content and all the latest show news and announcements. This has been the After Work Drinks Podcast. Until next time, cheers. Hey man, I need a strong drink. But first, I need to sneak out of work real fast. Kick the shit off like a wedding crash. Hit my computer off. I slide past my boss. I will be tossed. If I'm caught again, but fuck it. I'm on the cell phone calling all my friends. People say I got hex games for brains. Cause the way I live my life, I must be insane. But life's an adventure. I just ride it out. Live in the moment, might die tomorrow. Relax, I'd write this song to make it back. I wrote the song cause works out, man. It's time to drink.